In today's episode, we're going to be talking to Estella. She is the founder and CEO of Ethica NYC. And I'll leave all her links and stuff in the description. I don't want to spoil too much for you because there's a lot that I can say, but I'm going to let her tell you guys about it. Um, and I really, really hope you enjoy the episode. All right. I'm Estelle Levine. I am a 20-year-old entrepreneur and sustainable fashion connoisseur. <laughs> I live in New York, and I'm currently on a gap year from university. Okay, what college did you go um, to? I go to Wake Forest in North Carolina, but I am hopefully going to transfer to a college in the city. Okay, cool. Why did you decide, like, the whole sustainable fashion idea? So, Long story short, I started thrifting when I was in high school, like in when I was a freshman in high school, and I really didn't know about the eco-impact of fashion or anything, and I just thrifted like as a pastime, and up until about a year ago, I still would order things from Forever 21. I'd still, you know, frequent the Zara website, um, not knowing like the ecological environmental impact of my purchases and during quarantine for some reason I went on a little bit of um a climate change you know spiral where I was like freaking out about it but then I was also learning so many things about it that I had never like known before and fashion like stuck out to me because I was like holy crap I have been like doing something great for the planet for so long like half of my at that point half my wardrobe was thrifted and I feel like in the communities I'm in or have been in, that wasn't the norm, unfortunately. So I was like, oh my God, like we need to get this out and like make it more accessible and just create like a celebration of sustainable and circular fashion. That's how I really got into sustainable fashion. I literally just ordered a large quantity of things from Wrong Way, like that Shine company. Just ordered a bunch of it. And then that was like before I was contacted about your sustainable fashion. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't realize how impactful that was. I yeah, that's, that's like a part of the thing. Like when I was a sophomore in high school, I bought like a $200 worth of Shan just like, because it was like right when the company was emerging and everyone was like, ah, my school was like, oh my God, this brand, you can get like all these bikinis for so cheap. And I went to school mm -hmm. on the ocean. So like you needed a bunch of, you needed a bunch of like different outfits. Um, but like now it's really interesting because on TikTok, it's like fashion and the ethics and like sustainability of fashion is so so controversial and there's like everyone has such different opinions so it's really interesting like being in my position where i'm posting about gym and like how people can be more sustainable through like investing in quality pieces that they love that they're going to have for a really long time all the comments are like very very um all along the spectrum i'm actually learning a lot about like people's different situations and like their different financial situations or different like sustain mm -hmm. where people are in their sustainable journey how they're applying it to their regular life and how they're like spreading the message throughout the community it's really interesting but like like you said you ordered a bunch from those companies and obviously that isn't ideal but sustainable fashion is not cheap and if you need 
clothes. You know, we're young. We don't really have that much money at this point. Yeah. I'm, I'm making assumptions, but like this is just uh, college age people um, have a budget and everyone deserves to have a wardrobe that they feel comfortable and love. And these companies are able to provide them for a huge range of people for not that much money. So I totally understand why people shop there. But through my platform, I'm trying to teach people how you can incorporate sustainability and like change the culture towards more of seeing your wardrobe as an investment instead of like a one season type of deal. Um, what made you just decide to start an entire like brand from it? I kind of just did it on a whim. I That's actually how it's interesting because I feel like a lot of people do it the opposite where they get really into it and they build a following around like their style and sustainable fashion everything whereas and then start a brand like years down the line whereas i'm doing it backwards i started a brand and now i'm like starting to gain a following based on my style and like my applied of my ability to apply the knowledge but i i totally did it on a whim i literally did it because i was bored in quarantine <laughs> that's it yeah that's why I started the podcast because I was pretty bored. Also, it was a lot happening in the summer and I wanted to speak on that, but I was yeah. pretty bored. Yeah. What else are we going to do, you know? And yeah. <laughs> you said you get your um, clothes from like thrift stores. Yes. So, so you just go around and buy them or? Yeah. So um, at the beginning of the brand, it was uh donation based so everything was like really re- it was more about it was just a passion project and now it's turning into a business so it was really disorganized there wasn't really a business plan or anything and now we're working back from that but at first it was donation based and that was really awesome and it really like was awesome for like from a business standpoint because startup funds I don't have a lot of money um so it was really really cool to have all the support and like create a community that like supported the brand and supported the mission and was helping me like generate inventory um from the ground up but now I am going to start sourcing from thrift stores and estate sales and just various places where you can get really high quality items that are going to last a really long time um and then sell them to people and help people like get their classic pieces that they're going to have for a really long time in their wardrobe. What was the hardest part about like being more sustainable? Um, honestly, learning the facts, like for me, and I know it's different for everyone, but for me, I, I already have anxiety. Um, so learning the facts about like what are clothes and like what our choices as consumers to buy from somewhere that is like greenwashing and making it seem like they're sustainable when they're really not and like what effect that has on our planet that honestly is the hardest part for me um in my sustainable journey because my sustainable journey isn't over i i you know there's always there's sustainable makeup but obviously that's more expensive so i can't afford that there's going zero waste that's really hard and especially in a pandemic when like everything you know so Mm -hmm. um like for my sustainable journey the hardest part is definitely learning about like wow this is what's actually happening in the long run because when you throw something out you don't like it's out of sight out of mind you don't see it anymore Mm -hmm. and but it has to go somewhere. Every single piece of plastic that has ever been created 
still exists. Every single toothbrush you've used in your whole life is somewhere on the planet, which is like crazy to think about. So yeah. yeah, so like applying that same knowledge to the like new learned knowledge of like clothing and the entire fashion industry is probably the hardest part for me. But I understand how for a lot of people, just like the thought of, oh, I need to buy less clothes and I need to determine my own style. Um, that is probably gonna be hardest for a lot of people because a lot of these fashion brands, they tend to push out trends every week or every like, and that you won't use a year from mm-hmm. now. For example, like if you've seen arm warmer, arm warmers, they're really, really trendy. And I think they look really awesome. But personally, I would never invest in those because I know that in two years, like no one's going to be wearing them. I'm going to yeah. feel out of place. Those aren't my exact style, you know? So yeah. I've like created my own style. And that is really, it took like four years for me to like really be like, okay, this is my wardrobe and I'm only going to add to it like one I've like allotted like one item per season that I'm going to have for a really long time um so curating like a wardrobe is also difficult the whole thing is kind of it's it's a catch-22 it's like something that everyone wants to get into but it's kind of hard it's super hard yeah sorry (laughs) I talk a lot it's fine also what has been easy like, what's the easiest part of all this? Um, the easiest part is playing dress up. It's kind of, so I was actually talking to my mom today. And right now, like, I'm kind of turning into a content creator where I'm showcasing my outfits and, like, showcasing, oh, my God, I can wear this one piece in my closet 70 different ways. And you don't look at it and go, wow, you could really make 70 different really cool outfits out of that. Um but the easiest part for me is literally playing dress up. I was talking to my mom today and I was like, hmm, did I like playing dress up as a child? And she's like, yes, you literally, that was your favorite thing to do. So it's like really me getting back in touch with like what I like to do as a kid. And I honestly, I saw something on Instagram where like that is something that like people find their passions. Like as a child, you know your passion and then you get put into like the society and then you lose touch with that. So it's like this time alone pretty much because I'm pretty much in social isolation has given me a lot of time to like get back in touch with yeah. as a kid, my passions and stuff. So that has been probably the easiest part of all of this. I used to play teacher all the time. Um, so me talking to people through a podcast or doing interviews is kind of in relation to that. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, I used to like playing teacher and like playing like mom and dad and being the mom and like ordering people around. So definitely tapping into my childhood right now. Love that. What advice would you give to someone who wanted to get into the sustainable fashion, um, basically doing what you're doing right now? Just start. Like that's just start because you can't get to the end point unless you start. Like my, I'm not even at the end point yet. And um, starting is hard. And a good way to start, I actually just posted a TikTok and an Instagram reel about this, but is to start consuming less. Because if you're like, oh, I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna go to the mall today and I'm gonna buy, I'm not, I don't know what I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna just like buy everything that I like. But you, that gives you the opportunity to buy like 30 different things. But if you're like, okay, I'm going to only buy things that like I see and I'm like, if I leave this store today without it, I'll 
cry myself asleep you know <laughs> where it's like if you you have to like if you buy what you genuinely love say you're going to forever 21 and you see something that you genuinely love and it's mass fashion in my opinion like if you're starting out that's awesome that you're only buying like one thing that you genuinely love because when you buy what you genuinely love you're like curating the trends of the season to your style instead of curating yourself to the trend does that make sense so buying less and buying what you love is a great like first step because eventually you're gonna have a style that is sustainable and like create a style that's sustainable for yourself so that you can have those items for a really really long time you said you wanted to talk about the effects that um fast fashion has on the environment i know a lot of facts (laughs) so um i don't know if you know this but 85 percent of all clothing ends up in the landfills so yeah every second um a truckload of clothes and is either in the landfill or is being burned so if you can imagine that's a lot of textiles and i just like know a lot of facts but i can like just beat them out or um but it's just um it's really disheartening there's a um documentary i think it's called the blue river documentary and it's about um factories in china textile factories in china that are um it just documents the effect of the factories on the rivers and they say that you can tell the it color of the season by looking at the river because it's the color from all the dye so there's just a huge environmental impact that like goes over everyone's head because you don't you're not watching the clothes get made you're not there in the factory and sweatshops so um people just forget that these clothes are being made by someone and all these resources are unnecessarily being taken from the planet yeah but the way that we can like prevent that and circumvent it because we already have all these amazing fashion items that already exist we can circumvent that through circular fashion and that's what my brand is about so currently this the idea of circular fashion is extremely foreign to a lot of people but it's um it's about like this it stems from the idea of a circular economy so circular economy is taking something using it and putting it back in circulation for it to be used time and time again so that we don't have to go back to the planet and take more resources because right now we have a linear economy where it goes from production use to a landfill never to be seen again so the idea behind circular fashion we already have so like an absurd amount of clothes and textiles that exist why don't we just get those right back into someone else's closet clothes have an absurdly long lifespan if you know how to take care of them and you know your own style so it's about like not following the fast fashion trends not following what the like media and these fashion influencers who will wear something once post on their instagram and get rid of it um like not succumbing to this culture that is this throwaway culture that's constantly bombarded at us by these brands the people we follow and our peers it's it's kind of hard and it's like an entire mentality change but i think that as a society we have enough people that are really invested in creating this change we can really do it together so it's kind of like finding your style and like sticking with it and just using the clothes that you have or like donating them and um, thrifting them kind of like yeah. it kind of like connects to like being yourself yes 100 percent. it's about exactly exactly because your clothing is the first thing that someone sees when they look at you and 
in my opinion, my style has not for my entire life because I've been trying to conform and I've been shopping at these like big stores like Jake Crew and Forever 21 where none of those are my style. I mean, I there are like a few select items. Like I have a pair of cargo shorts that I found at their store. They're men's cargo shorts from J. Crew. Those are my style. But um, I've never really had the opportunity or like a store that was my exact style. So I understand how people kind of feel paralyzed in the fashion industry because how are you supposed to find your style when these stores are like bombarding you with this yeah, shit? Yeah, and it changes style? every five seconds. Exactly, exactly. So if you figure out what your style is and you actually like, when I'm shopping for clothes at a thrift store <laughs> or like in my mom's closet because she has a lot of clothes that she doesn't wear anymore that are like vintage, um, I just think, hmm, do I really love this piece of clothes? Because if I really love the item, then I'll be able to like, work into my outfits um for me it's about like finding a bunch of classic pieces and then accessorizing finding accessories that fit your style because if you have a bunch of classic pieces you can literally style them anyway regardless of if you want your style to change like do i want my style to be more edgy one day do i want it to be like more soft i'll wear a different pair of shoes and and the clothes will work either way so it's like it's about like also tapping into your creative side because if you're we have a throwaway culture where you wear it once and it's gone you don't really have to be creative when you're thinking about these clothes but if you want to learn how to style something like 70 different times you really have to like tap into your creative artsy side in order to make it work which is super fun for me but I understand for some people that's just not their forte (laughs) so I'm trying to like a little (laughs) well at least you're like like you said, like on your Instagram, you're showing how you're like styling certain pieces like multiple times. I think that can help other people be like, oh, okay, I don't have this exact jumpsuit, but I have a jumpsuit like this and I can work it and maybe this will, you know, be a whole new outfit. Yeah, exactly. And like, for example, crop tops, I used to take a pair of like sewing scissors. If I had a, if I had a tank top, if I threw a tank top that I wanted to crop it, I would take a pair of sewing scissors and I'd literally just like, nah, 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 nah. but now I will just fold it up so that it looks cropped, but it's not so that in the future when I don't want to wear crop tops anymore, I can just unfold it and it'll be like a full length and cover my entire torso, which I think is like a really cool concept because people don't really do that. We just have crop tops and then you throw it away, yeah. but then it can like be accommodated to so many different styles and so many different outfits. So it's like about that and like being able to style, use pins and tape and stuff. I don't know. It's like really fun, but I it, it's not a lot of work, but it's a lot of thinking once you're, if you're foreign to the concept, it's about becoming more comfortable with the entire concept. So, yeah, I've never thought about taking one of my t-shirts and just folding it up. I've always been like, oh man, I should be, I should get a crop top that's like all black instead of this black shirt that I have. Yeah. And you can like double your wardrobe for free. I have this tank top that I can wear like seven different ways just because of like, oh, is it cropped? Is it gonna, am I going to turn it into a halter? Am I going to do this like thing where you flip it over and it's like um, this cute like little thing. It turns into like kind of a crop top. There's like so many different ways to style things, but it's kind of hard to figure it out when you're starting out. So does the rest of your family do the sustainable, like circular fashion thing or is it just you? It's my entire family pretty much. Um, It's like funny because my dad, he loves 
thrift stores and my mom like has not bought new clothing for so long just because she has a lot of like clothing from like 2000s and like they're all really classic pieces this this was taken from her wardrobe today um but it's like and then a lot of uh, my clothes from like high school when I didn't really know what my style was my mom's like oh those are my style so it's like it's funny because it's like my whole family but we're kind of like quirky and weird but I don't know but it's like super fun yeah me and my mom trade clothes sometimes like if I like sometimes we do like a thing where we purge our closets if we have too many clothes and so she'll go through and she'll be like oh I want your shirt and then she'll like or sometimes she'll be doing it to her and she'll be like hey do you want these jeans and like so some most of my jeans are I only have a few pair but most of them are some that I've gotten from her or just some that I've ordered for every I'm one of those people that put stuff in my cart and gets ready to order and then I go through and be like eh I don't think I need that Mm. yeah I'm I'm not so I don't really online shop it's funny um yeah but like for every pair of jeans that you buy use instead of new you're saving like six to ten years of drinking water so you're making a difference oh wow yeah I was expecting you to say like textiles but you said drinking water and I was like oh wow that's really cool we need all the water yeah (laughs) so yeah water shortage is on the way so it's really important to buy second especially denim because the way that cotton is farmed is like really really bad so it's extremely important to buy denim secondhand um so you do sustainable clothing are you also a sustainable eater like vegetarian or vegan I am not vegan or vegetarian because but I do I'm like plant-based kind of I I do enjoy a, a good like bacon and cheese every once in a while but me the concept of it kind of freaks me out a lot so I try to minimize it but sometimes I do it's it's all about balance you know I was talking to my mom today and we were in the grocery store and I was telling her, I was like, we, you said we would go vegan, but you, well, we never did. And then she was talking to how like, she was like, no, cause I'm going to be really sad because I can't have all this stuff. And so yeah, it's all- I got some things to try, even though she's not doing it. I got some things to try. So hopefully it turns out good. So I can like at least try to convince her to try something. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna cry. I'm just gonna be so sad because I can't have my favorite food. Yeah, no, it makes sense though. And honestly, if you are like obviously being vegan and vegetarian is honestly really really good for your body. But like, and a lot of people and the agriculture like system is really messed up. But that is more of a systems issue than an individual issue because if you're vegan for one year. If a vegan buys two pairs of new jeans, it completely wipes out anything they did for the environment. So it's not really that you can have a bigger impact if you shop only sustainably like through fashion than you can if you are vegan, which is like a very interesting because no one really thinks about that. But um, it is really important to include a like eco-friendly meal um, plan, but it's I, I, I'm very much for sustainable fashion and like pushing a sustainable fashion agenda because number one, it's really fun. All clothing are like super unique. And then number two, you don't really have to change your lifestyle unless you're going to the mall every weekend. But if you're going to the mall every weekend, you could just go thrifting with your friends and teach them how to thrift or like, you know, you can still 
do some. I love a good good world trip, like going there and just like looking at all the pieces because people have like super interesting clothes that they just give away. I'm just like, yeah. why would somebody give away that? It's so cool. It's it's honestly like super cool because my mind, you don't really see anything like that. Like I don't know, thrift store shopping is like going to a different world. I think it's really awesome. Um, I don't even know if I have strips thrift stores near me um, it, they're not as popular I would say like the state of Georgia I don't really see many strift store the uh, strift thrift stores <laughs> but I know like they're popular and more like um like California and New York and yeah definitely where there's like a higher yeah population and where it's more like liberal probably um there's like just because there's like a higher demand for it um but I I'm not I'm not in the city I don't live in the city but I do source all the items from New York because I live close enough where I can just go in there take a train (laughs) go in for the day (laughs) so what's like a common myth about the clothing or like sustainable clothing that you would debunk um oh my god people like who don't like secondhand clothes like uh, like there's people like there's a negative connotation around it and that no like I want the negative connotation to be towards new clothing because like I love secondhand clothing like literally so much more than anything ever it's my favorite the concept of secondhand clothing is amazing to me that we are lucky enough like it sucks that our society is like so throwaway but at one point they didn't have the chance to have secondhand clothing because clothes cost as much as like a year's salary for them so they own what they had. They had it for a really long time. They invested thousands of dollars into their wardrobe for one piece. So the concept that we have the ability to have a secondhand item that is unique, no one has, and it's going to be genuinely from like the 80s. I have so many pieces that are actually from like the 80s and not 2021 version of the 80s. <laughs> so like that is amazing. And they had another life. Like I, they're in perfect condition. I'm keeping them from the landfill. Like I'm keeping this. I am. It's not. It's not. I was gonna go. It's on life support, but it's not on life support. It's like <laughs> perfect condition. I'm like keeping it alive, and I'm giving it a new life, and I'm modernizing it. It's it's amazing. Secondhand clothing, being circular with your fashion, is amazing, and it's an opportunity that many people in the past, like pre-industrial, pre pre-industrial, they didn't have that the opportunity to thrift or shop secondhand like it's mm-hmm. a it's a privilege to do that and people don't understand that I guess <laughs> you know what is what are like three resources that really helped you like jumpstart um your sustainable journey my sister mm, um I my okay this isn't okay so what like really jumpstarted my sustainable journey and like made me start thinking about it I, I never really, I didn't start paying attention to like resources and like Instagram pages until I was like really deep in it and I wanted to like 
have that stuff on my page because it interested me. But the things that I think that we need to really get like climate education, like genuine, like really interesting climate education into schools. Because my first like introduction to climate change was in eighth grade. And my science teacher was talking about how out of 10,000 scientists, only one said that climate change wasn't real and he was getting paid by oil, oil companies to do that. So like that, and, and he was like, invest now in solar energy and your house won't be underwater in 50 years um, and things like that. And I was like, what, what the heck? And that like stuck with me because like pay more now. So your house isn't underwater in 50 years. That's like a crazy, like that sounds like something from a sci-fi movie. Why would your, why would your water, why would your house be underwater? <laughs> like, you know, it doesn't, climate change, it, the concept of it, it doesn't seem real but it is real, which is freaking terrifying. And we need to act on that. Um, so really just like education about it early and getting people into like sustainable living and like sustainable fashion early is a resource that we need on a national scale, but we don't have. When was the first time you heard about uh, climate change? Like in um, school? It had to be like freshman year high school yeah and that's like that's like old like I wish I learned about it in like second grade I wish I learned about second grade and I didn't learn about it really until this girl from my school it had to be like late freshman year early sophomore year this girl from my school went to like a protest or something and she like posted pictures of her with like signs and stuff and I was like, what is this? And I got deeper into it. I was like, oh my God, why is nobody talking about this? Exactly. Only New Jersey. New Jersey is the only state in America that has climate change like education as a curriculum, like required on their curriculum. We're in 2021. We have nine years until to reach net, like to cut our carbon emissions in half. Otherwise, everything's gonna go literally sideways. And only one state in America has climate education on their curriculum required. That's, That's crazy. insane. Yeah. It's terrifying. <laughs> so educating people through fashion and getting people on the fashion train so that we can have a genuine fashion revolution, I think that would cause people to start taking it more seriously and see the issues of our current society in the larger scheme. Because obviously, like, fashion, it's hard to think about, like, wow, there are X amount of things going in the landfill every single second. But then when you genuinely think about it, oh, 81, every American throws out 81 pounds of textiles per year. That makes sense. Everyone's buying new stuff all the time, but we don't have to. We don't have to buy new, it's new to me. If it's new to me, it's new. You know what I'm saying? So like, we just need to change. It's like a mindset change. Mm-hmm. When battling climate change as a collective, because what is gonna stop climate change and like cause the actually genuine shift in our like econ- in our economy is collective action voting with your dollar this is why you have to buy like <laughs> invest in eco-friendly alternatives when you can i think thrifting has become sort of like a trend kind of yeah um, which is good but it's also bad because once the trend is over then people are going to stop yep. but it's good because you're getting those clothes are getting a new home, like a somebody to style it different, somebody to wear it different, and a whole new person, new story. I wish that thrift stores like taught about the why instead of just being like profit driven, you know? Yeah. Like 
maybe it would be cool if they had like tags of like this came from here and this is why you should do more thrifting like that would be like pretty cool yeah it would be really really awesome that's like what we're trying to do but what's something you wish you knew before you started um that the entire business was going to change so much and that I literally this is changing my life I was gonna go pre-med but now I'm transferring to study fashion sustainability so I don't know I mean I mean I kind of don't wish I knew that because it would have made it less fun and less (laughs) free but um also I think I wish I knew that like there would be so many haters I can't deal with that I, I, but it's making me grow tough. I think when you make it is when you get haters. I have yet to get that. So I'm just waiting, but I'm pretty sure like the moment you get haters is the moment where you're like, yeah, mama, I made it. Whoa, that's such an interesting perspective and way to see it. Wow. Because yeah. that means more people are seeing it. Oh, to me, it just means that more people are seeing it. People that like don't follow or people... Like, you're reaching people that you wouldn't have reached, I guess. Like, even though there's haters, there's probably people who are like, oh, didn't know that. Got to change my mindset on that. That's so true. Wow. You're amazing. I didn't really think of it that way. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So is there, like, um, with your brand, like, has there been any, I want to say competition, but not really competition, but like, are there other brands that you discover out there that are doing the same thing? No. (laughs) I mean, they're obviously reselling brands like that thrift and then resell, but with, there's like a genuine mission behind what I'm doing and like. It's not just profit driven. It's literally, it wasn't profit driven to start with. It was literally, it was climate stopping driven it's been climate stopping driven but obviously now we have to change it to be kind of a prop we have to change it to be a profitable company so that we can scale it on the large scale and get investors interested in like all that business stuff which I didn't think about at all when I was starting it because it wasn't I don't know it wasn't it wasn't your priority (laughs) (laughs) exactly um but now it's funny because if we by changing it to have that priority, we will get a bigger reach and have a bigger impact as a whole, which is really exciting um, to get more people involved in sustainable fashion, making it the norm, making circular fashion the norm. Because, yeah, there's if I look at sustainable companies, none of not 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 that there are no sustainable companies that I would buy from pretty much because they're not my style. And if I'm gonna spend X amount of money on something that's sustainable that I'm going to have for a really long time. I want it to actually like fit me. Um, so that's what I'm trying to like build something that a lot of people could find really unique pieces that are one of a kind that fit their style that they'll love and have and take care of for a really long time. What has been the thing that kept you going? Um, well, I am on a gap year, but then also it's like really fun. I have a team of 12 women that are like my age that are helping me do everything. And it's really, really cool. Um, so I'm like creating a community and then also uh, the support from my followers and the people who are like driving because it's not it's like me owning the business and like driving the business, but it's not me driving the business it's it's my supporters who are driving the business so um, and like they're like oh we support you and I I wouldn't without the support I wouldn't have 
kept going, you know, or I probably would have, but it would have been harder to push through without these people who are like genuinely like supporting me who are going to be with it, be with us until we're in Vogue and, you know, so, (laughs) which is really exciting. That's a goal of mine to be in Vogue. (laughs) But Um, Well, you have a pretty big following, so I'll say you definitely have some people that are um, really into circular fashion and sustainable fashion. Um, Definitely reached a lot of people. Um, What's something that helped you reach out to more people and get more people involved and help build your team? TikTok is insane. Like crazy and it's like insane because it reaches so super super like because with business you have like a target audience so but with tiktok you don't know if it's going to reach your target audience. you don't know who it's going to reach so it's just like a bunch of like different people which i think is really really cool because then it gets everyone not only like the people we intend to get involved but like it gets everyone involved in our brand um but yeah without tiktok i probably wouldn't have had so much growth um which is like really cool i'm gaining <laughs> it's like funny to look at analytics because it's like i should without tiktok like my analytics would not be looking like that <laughs> so it's like i've been yeah. trying to get more into tiktok but it's um it's hard i'd never know what to do it is really hard it's uh yeah it is hard look at it for me, what I do is I get inspo from other videos of people who like have fashion brands and stuff and see what they're doing to make their videos go viral and stuff. And also always have great lighting. <laughs> That's something I've noticed. But yeah. TikTok how did is- you um, build your team? Like, how did you gather these women to help you? Um, I just posted something on my Instagram story. And I like with it was like, ah, come for this internship and I posted this in December so they've been working with me for a really long time and helping me like build the brand um the actual brand um but they all applied and uh they were selected and they've just like been coming in um into my life and it's really really awesome they're really helpful and it's really really cool to have people like who are super driven and want to see it be as successful as I do um yeah it's really awesome to have like a little mini community that sounds fun um do you guys like meet in person or do you do virtual it's all everyone so actually one of my one of them lives like half an hour away from me which I didn't learn until um a couple days ago but everyone is all over the U.S. I have girls that are from like D.C. L.A. Florida so everywhere so it's really really cool that is very cool. Thanks, COVID. Do, <laughs> <laughs> do you like package everything like at your house and like send it out, or do like yeah. other people like your the rest of your team package things and send it out? I drop everything and package everything, which is a lot of and and promote everything. So it's a lot of work, but I'm hoping to like once I go to college have that change a bit. Yeah and like hire people but I'm storing it I have a building on my property that we are keeping everything in what three people have been the most influential to you or like your support system uh my mother she's an entrepreneur she's been very helpful and I my team like is very very helpful like there's all of them (laughs) oh they're very very helpful yeah and then I like yeah that's it the three people my mom and then my team (laughs) everyone 
buy a few sustainable like blazers or jackets or something that you'll have when you're 30 so that you can start to incorporate those and like learn how to style. I'll challenge you. Choose three pieces that you're going to have as long as possible and create 17 outfits out of them out of your in your wardrobe because that's like a good way to get those creative juices flowing in your brain, you know? It was great talking to you. I really enjoyed it. Yay, I, I enjoyed it too. And I hope you have a great weekend. You too. And just like that, that is the end of the episode. If you enjoyed the episode, go ahead, subscribe. I am on YouTube, I am on Spotify, Anchor, pretty much everywhere you listen to your podcast. And I really hope you enjoyed this conversation. I had a lot of fun. And I will see you next weekend, Sunday at 2 p.m., hopefully. It's a it's in the two o'clock hour. Um, also, make sure to subscribe to my personal YouTube channel. It's Deja Piper. Um, and if you see videos of nine year old me singing, that is not the correct one. <laughs> I'll put the link in the description. I hope you guys enjoyed it and I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.